Who are you? I'm Harry, Harry Potter. Jacob, are you scared of spiders? I wouldn't say I'm scared, but I don't really like them. I'll be honest. They're not great. What if, like, a spider the size of a baby elephant walked into your bedroom? Like, what would you do right now? Like, Okay, that would be scary. That would be really, really scary. And what would I do? I would hope that I would have magic or maybe even a magic car to do something to maybe save me. I don't know. That is fair. You know, that is totally fair. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what I would do if, if I had like a baby sized elephant spider, a spider sized baby elephant, an ele- a, a spider the size of a baby elephant. I think I would be petrified. I like you would need mandrakes to, to mm. revive me. It would be that bad. Yeah. Honestly, I'm probably in the same boat as you. Yeah. Hopefully uh, the local Home Depot has some mandrakes for us. <laughs> Shout out Home Depot. Shout out Home Depot. No other home hardware store. So if you're Home Depot and you're listening to this podcast, please sponsor us. We would love some free two by fours. That would actually be like super helpful for um, building a studio. I'm in the market for a wrench as well. If you're if you're listening, Home Depot. I'll uh, I'll uh, Amazon you some ranch dressing. <laughs> ranch, wrench, same thing. Depends on how you look at it. Anyways, enough enough blabbering about ranch and wrench and baby elephants. I am Joe. That's my podcast co-host, Jacob. And this is just another chapter, a book club style podcast where we go over a new book chapter every single day. What book are we reading now, Jacob? Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Book two of seven. Book two of seven, Harry, Harry, Jacob and I are huge Harry Potter fan. I was about to say, Harry and I are huge Jacob Potter fans. <laughs> we're, sure. Hu- sure. we're huge Harry Potter fans, yet we've never actually read the books. The entirety of our Harry Potter knowledge comes straight from the movies. Daniel Radcliffe, Emma Watson, Emma, oh my God, what's her yeah. name? Emma Watson? Emma Watson, yeah. Shout out Emma Watson. And Rupert Grint, all of those guys, those are Ron, Harry, and Hermione to us. But how they are on the pages, we're not really sure. So we decided to start off our book club style podcast with a bang with all seven Harry Potter books. And today we'll be going over Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, Chapter 15, Aragog. Jacob, please take it away. Ooh, Aragog. And yeah, no, this is was interesting. Um, where where we left off last time, Hagrid left a very big hint as he was going out the door with Dumbledore. They're no longer at Hogwarts at this point, but he did leave Harry with a hint, follow the spiders. And that was just always on Harry's mind at this point. Summer is almost here, um, but just the castle just doesn't feel weird. Everyone's on edge. But Malfoy, he loves loves the chaos at this point. In potions class, he overhears um, Harry overhears Malfoy talking to um, basically talking up how Dumbledore is gone, saying that maybe the next headmaster will be someone who will keep the Chamber of Secrets open. Dickhead, and he even suggests, you know what, Snape, you should run for become the headmaster and say, I'll 
I'll get my dad to vote for you. And I don't know, typical Malfoy fashion, trying to use his his sway. Anyways, not even his sway, not even his sway, his father's his sway. His his father's sway. Yeah. Ugh. So Ron obviously heard all of that and he's at a boiling point. He wants to kill Draco, and I don't blame him. Moving over to herbology class, and this is where Harry's pretty much exonerated. He finally gets an apology from Ernie McMillan. And he even asks to say, to say, is it maybe actually Draco who is the heir of Slytherin? Harry says, no, nah, it's not him. But as that's happening, they see some spiders running across the ground right into the Forbidden Forest. So follow the spiders. That's what they're oh going to be God. doing soon enough. Moving on to Defense Against the Dark Arts class. Gilderoy Lockhart's in a great mood. He tries to cheer uh, everyone up by saying, the threat is gone. Don't worry. Everything is good. Hagrid's been locked up. And of course, they grabbed him for a reason. The minister wouldn't have put locked him up if there wasn't anything behind that. So the night has come. They're going to be going into the Forbidden Forest. They wait till everyone is asleep in the Gryffindor common room. And then they head out with the invisibility cloak and they head to Hagrid's to pick up Fang. So they're going to go into the Forbidden Forest with a little bit of help. They go with Fang. So the two of them follow some spiders into the forest and they've been going for what feels like about 30 minutes or so. Mm. And all of a sudden they feel a bit of an, a decline in the ground and Fang lets out a huge loud sound, a bark. And the two get very worried as they're hearing noises. Fang tries to run away and then the car appears. Thank you, car. And so they're just kind of checking out the car. Um, I mean, they haven't seen it since it got pulled into the forest when they crash landed into the Whomping Willow. But as they're expecting it, Ron looks up 10 feet about, about 10 feet above the floor of the forest. And the next moment, Ron, uh, Harry and Fang, they all get swept up by large spiders. And those spiders bring them to the head spider, Aragog. Aragog asks if it is if they are, they are Hagrid. They are not, after all, Hagrid. Um, but Aragog says to kill them. But Harry says, no, 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 we are friends with Hagrid and we were sent by him. So they tell them about what's going on with Hagrid, how he was sent to Azkaban. And Aragog says he was not born in Hogwarts. He was actually given to Hagrid as an egg and Hagrid cared for him while he was kind of keeping him locked up, fed him scraps from of food. And he even brought um, Aragog a different, a new wife so they could have a new family. Aragog doesn't give them a whole lot of information. And essentially he says, you are not leaving this forest. You're, you're, you're gone. Yeah, so goodbye Hagrid's friends. But this is where things get interesting. The car swoops out and comes and saves them. They get out of the forest through the with the car. And Ron is really upset. He thinks that that was a very pointless journey. He blames Hagrid. He says, no wonder it's all it's all Hagrid's kind of fault because he just loves magical creatures. He got us into this mess. But Harry is actually more optimistic than Ron is. He knows that now Hagrid is innocent. He it wasn't Aragog who was the the creature in the um chamber of secrets he was brought into hogwarts and he had nothing to do with the chamber of secrets so hagrid's innocent harry's innocent they're all innocent 
And Harry goes, uh, they get back into the Hogwarts castle. Harry can't sleep. He thinks that they're at a dead end. There's not much more that they can do. But then he remembers that Aragog said that the girl who died 50 years ago was found in the bathroom. And they think, who could it be? It must be Moaning Myrtle who died 50 years ago. So that's what they're going to do in the next chapter. They're going to go and talk to Moaning Myrtle. But essentially, this chapter ends there. And it seems like things are starting to look up. They think they know what's going to happen. Even though Aragog didn't give them a whole lot of answers, he gave them answers in a way that it kind of confirmed what are unconfirmed or I don't know. Anyways, he gave them answers by not giving them answers, essentially. How how have we not made a moaning Myrtle joke about her moaning? <laughs> like Jacob, you're you're a lot more mature than I am. There's no secret about this, okay? But me, I haven't made a moaning joke. Like moaning Myrtle is straight moaning. What's I, what's the joke? There's no joke. I'm just like just the name itself. Just the name itself. Like she like she's always like crying, but it's like, yo, what if she's crying because she's moaning? What if like I don't know, like what's nearly headless Nick is giving her that nearly good head? (laughs) Oh lord. Ghost ghost sex? Mm -mm. Hell no. How do you think ghost sex is it kind of like an avatar? I think we talked about this. No, we didn't. They connect their like you know like an avatar they connect their hair like do like do ghosts in harry potter just like connect but what don't they just pass through themselves how would that even work is that what they have to do they have to like pass through really quickly if if anybody here is listening to the audio version essentially what i'm doing is just like almost clapping my hands like are they just like going through each other like very quickly honestly i think that's the saddest part about it is that they're going to be lonely forever i don't think they can have physical contact anymore i think that's that's probably it nearly headless nick is throwing parties 500 years after the man died (laughs) he's blessed there's a bright side to everything he's still having parties 500th death day party Mm, amen that could be worse could Could be be worse worse. jacob what stood out to you in this chapter um Honestly, this was a pretty decent chapter. Um, I think the sequence where they head into the forest, I don't know, it made me feel good that we do know now for sure that Hagrid had nothing to do with opening the Chamber of Secrets 50 Mm. years ago. So that means he had nothing to do with that girl dying 50 years ago. So I really like that Hagrid is completely exonerated at this point. I think that's probably one of my, my favorite parts of it. But also another thing in that, in the Forbidden Forest, the spiders, how they were not willing to even mention um, what was actually the creature inside of the chamber. They kind of similar to how wizards in the wizarding world don't mention uh, you know who. Um, They kind of said the same thing. We don't talk about what happened in the Chamber of Secrets. So it's it kind of echoes a similar kind of thing where it's it's a kind of forbidden kind of folklore kind of thing for them mm. and they just they were kind of saying like yeah that's that's a thing but we don't speak of that we just kind of live our own life in the forbidden forest and i mean lastly for me another thing that was really cool is 
shout out the car <laughs> the car if it wasn't for the car they would be dead <laughs> wouldn't they and that's kind of it comes full circle they all they go the only way they got to hogwarts was the car and then the only way they were able to leave at that point the car, the car. once again I, I, I love the car sequence. Kind of like when the car <laughs> yeah. was there, I was like, okay, like this is this is really cool. This is getting good. Yeah. The thing that really stood out to me is how short this chapter was. I think like for me in my book, this chapter was maybe 11 pages, maybe even mm-hmm. less than that. Um, but it was so good. It was like a really intriguing chapter. It wasn't perfect. It wasn't five out of five. I think it being really this short kind of hurt it in a sense it's weird like i loved how short it was yet it, it did hurt it at the same time but i this chapter is being this short and giving us so much information it mm-hmm. exonerated hagrid without exonerating hagrid it it reintroduced a car to us it showed malfoy's mo- like motives and it also got harry's I mean, it kind of like gave Harry an apology, like four big things that happened Mm. in less than like 11 pages. It's like this chapter is a masterpiece in that sense. Yeah, it really got right to the point. And like you said, it just we got a lot of kind of maybe not as many conclusions as we'll get in a next chapter. But we got a lot of pretty good answers, substantial in the fact that at least to Harry and to Ron as well, even though he's frustrated with Hagrid. They do know now that Hagrid had nothing to do with opening the Chamber of Secrets. So it really gets right to the point of what the kind of lore behind the spider was that Hagrid was kind of harboring back in um, 50 years ago through, that Harry saw through the memories. So it gives us the backstory of that. And it really gets right to the point of what the point of, um, I mean, the whole point of this chapter is. And I, I, I agree with you. I thought it was really um concise and right to the point and i really liked it as well the this so i liken this chapter to the forbidden forest chapter in the previous book it was essentially the exact same concept it was um not sorry not the exact same concept it it was a similar concept in the sense that you know they went into the forbidden forest and then um things happened that probably shouldn't have happened you know so in this one, they, they go and they finally meet who Aragog is. Aragog tells them that, of course, it wasn't Hagrid. Hagrid raised me from when I was a boy. Um, a traveler gave me as an mm-hmm. egg to Hagrid, and Hagrid fed me. So we, we, we you and I talked last chapter about just Hagrid and how sad it is that he actually might be the reason the chamber's open, but it would make sense because he loves animals and we we are sorry Mm -hmm. like mythical beasts and creatures yeah creatures and we could all but assume that there is a mythical creature in the chamber to see aragog and to to see that hagrid cared for him so much it was kind of like it was really good it was really gratifying and i really like that but what i'm trying to say I, i got off topic is that Similar to the centaurs in the last book, in Forbidden Forest in the last book, the centaurs were willing to kill Harry. They were like, listen, like, mm-hmm. except for except for the one, I forget his name off the top of my head, but except for the one, was willing to let Harry die because that's what the prophecy said. Aragog was willing to let the other spiders kill Harry because he will call the spiders off Hagrid, but he'll never deny fresh blood for spiders. Mm-hmm. 
it's crazy how JKR really just every chapter in the first two books. So from chapter one in book one and book two, similarities, chapter two, chapter three, similarities in the sense. I love how every single chapter is just has a connection. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of kind of mirror images. And I mean, there's also like the tangible mirrors that have a lot of significance in the story, but yeah, no, I, I really, I really liked how this chapter really got right to the point and it, it kind of throws away all of our doubts from the last chapter where we think that, yeah, maybe Hagrid had something to do with it, but at the end of the day, he didn't. He's just a guy who loves creatures and <laughs> will do anything to care for them, really. And it shows how Aragog loves Hagrid, but I mean, he doesn't love any other humans who's willing to give them, give Harry to his kids to eat. So, I mean... Shout out to Hagrid. He's got a good heart, but he's got very questionable kind of motives with creatures. I mean, he did. He would. He sorry. Can you blame him though? No, that's just that's one of his kicks in life. He loves he loves creatures, but I mean, it almost ended up getting Harry killed. If you would have known that that would happen, I'm sure he'd be very frustrated with Aragog. But Mm. nonetheless, um, is I really I did really think this chapter was really interesting. It it totally got right to the point. And I guess it kind of gives me the question, like who is the best character in this chapter? For me, honestly, I'm going to go with Aragog just because um, he's very interesting. And it gives us the backstory of um, kind of, it gives us another kind of perspective of Hagrid in the way where he was, I mean, he was risking his uh, kind of career, not career, his uh, education at Hogwarts to care for the spider. And even after he was expelled, he kept going back to see Aragog and brought him a, a wife to make kids and everything. So obviously this, this spider plays a crucial uh, role in Hagrid's life. So, and then to me, Hagrid plays a crucial role in Harry's life. So by kind of like, uh, proxy Aragog is although he did try to kill them he's a very important character mm. um, and kind of explaining some things so I I really fancied Aragog in this chapter but fancied okay fancy words for not, a fancy guy <laughs> but not but in a sense also Harry kind of also I'll give him a shout out because he took on a bit of kind of the Hermione role in, in this chapter I find in just kind of doing a lot using his brains um pulling out doing a lot of like putting things together so slight edge to Aragog just by being an interesting character but also Harry was very strong in this chapter as well I had neither of those guys as my favorite character I think that my character the reason why I like this character is just it's completely irrelevant to what happens in this chapter it's completely irrelevant to the entirety of the story but Snape the one line that Snape was in this chapter, he was my favorite because, you know, Draco's like essentially volunteer Snape to, mm-hmm. to volunteer uh, to get the headmaster job at Hogwarts school of witchcraft and wizardry. Yet we, we finally see, I want to say a human side of Snape because he says now, now like relax. And it's not a now, now, like shut the fuck up Draco. Mm-hmm. It was like a now, now stop. And then he smirks a little bit of a yeah. smile 
so we see we see a different version of Snape, and then it gets you questioning like later on in the series, will Snape try to go for headmaster's job? Interesting. It's yeah, because he doesn't completely shut it down. He just kind of like, yeah, hum, I'm humbled, but like, mm. no. Yeah, it's 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 definitely one of those where it's just like, ah, maybe I'm looking too much into it, but no. I don't know. It was such a short chapter too, and I knew that Aragog would have been your favorite character because he was the best character. Like from a from a literature standpoint, he was the best character, but just for the sake of switching it up, I wanted to give it to Snape. Fair, fair. But it also kind of shows that even in that kind of like small kind of um, sequence there, it shows in a sense that he does command or he does respect Dumbledore. He didn't mm. like, he's saying, oh, Dumbledore will be back. He's just suspended and he'll be, he'll be back soon enough. And he doesn't say like, um, I'm yeah no maybe I will maybe I will become headmaster or anything like that so he does kind of he shows his respect for Dumbledore even in that small kind of line at least in my eyes yeah and that kind of leads me to it's not exactly super related but it's it's related to Dumbledore and that's my favorite quote and it's also pretty much a quote from last chapter it's the kind of repeated thing it's Harry constantly repeated Dumbledore's final words to himself I will only truly have left his th- this school when none here are loyal to me. Help will always be given at Hogwarts to those who ask for it. But what's good? But what good words were the? Bleh, but what good were these words? Who exactly were they supposed to ask for help when everyone was just as confused and scared as they were? So essentially, it's it shows that kind of like hierarchy of wizard wizard respect. Um, Hagrid respects Dumbledore. Snape respects Dumbledore. Just about everyone in the wizarding world. Minister Fudge uh, respects Dumbledore. So it's just, it's kind of bringing that back. And the fact that at the start of this chapter, everyone's still kind of like, everyone except for Lockhart basically is like uh, a little bit on edge. And because Dumbledore is not actually in the castle to help there to defend. (laughs) So the fact that he's gone, it kind of, puts a kind of pressure on Hogwarts and McGonagall and it just shows that how important Dumbledore really is at the end of the day. I got to agree with you there that Dumbledore the straight goat and and to just mention that one quote then just kind of go on a little tangent about how everyone respects Dumbledore the he's the most respected wizard in the world like even Snape, I think that's why Snape said now, now, instead of saying maybe I will, because like yeah. you said, he does just respect him. Uh, it was tough. I actually, as much as I liked this chapter, there was nothing that was really quotable for me. Yeah, yeah. that's why I picked this one, mm-hmm. even though it's like basically a quote from the last chapter. It yeah. just, that was the one that kind of just had the most relevance to me. But I, I, I was kind of in the same boat as you. I wasn't sure which one to pick from. I'm going to go for option B, which is kind of just picking a passage. And my favorite like part of this chapter was really when Aragog was like, no, nah, I'm not going to sit my spiders. Like you're mm. going to fucking die. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was interesting. Cause I'm like, I don't know, like Hagrid gave you everything, bro. And like, this is how you're going to repay him. Like you, these are, these are Hagrid's friends. Yeah. So that was my favorite because I'm like, huh? Like, 
up to now, it's like we saw the centaurs in the last book, like respected Harry Potter to the fullest, yet the spiders were like, okay, I don't give a fuck if you're Harry Potter, bro. Like, <laughs> you're about to die. And I thought that was just, I thought it was fitting. And they were about to cancel Harry Potter real quick. Canceled. Hashtag canceled. Cancel culture. But, but they didn't. It was it was that car that saved them, fortunately. Cancel culture, not today. Not ever. <laughs> um, do you want to go and do you want to add anything else before we get to our broomsticks for this episode? Um, honestly, I think we can get right to the broomsticks because like it like we've said a bunch of times, it was a pretty short chapter. It was really kind of right to the point. And I I don't know how much more I can really add to this. It yeah. was like it was pretty solid and I think it was more just like answering some questions in this chapter. So yeah, um, for me, I gave it a four out of five because I did like it. I thought it was concise. I thought it kind of got right to the point. But we also got some some interesting stuff like the another trip to the Forbidden Forest where the Aragog's there, the return of the car. And I don't know, I thought it was really interesting, um, but it was not perfect. And no. it was like, pretty. it was just really solid. But I mean, at this point in the book, like pretty much all the chapters are uh, at least really solid so yeah um four out of five for me yeah i have to agree with you this is a four out of five um i think the only thing that would have made it a five out of five is if aragog had kind of told us what was inside the chamber i feel like if we had known what the creature was mm-hmm. or who it had killed like of course at the end of the chapter harry and ron are like it can't be moaning myrtle can it? Mm-hmm. it maybe if aragog would have told us it would have kind of not made sense but it would have just kind of given us <gasps> that oh my god like this would make so yeah. much sense yeah i i kind of agree but also at the end of the day we find out pretty much like in the next chapter yeah like the first so i understand why it kind of hold it off and it does kind of give that nice kind of parallel from even like creatures have that kind of like um feeling like we don't name this creature because that creature is too over the top kind mm-hmm. of the same way that wizards don't name Voldemort so I thought that was kind of interesting but it also yeah maybe we could have they could have given a little bit more of an answer instead of saying no we don't talk about it but I I didn't mind it like that yeah um shout out my guy Hagrid I owe you an apology yeah I owe (laughs) Hagrid my bad (laughs) Jacob and I like listen like we knew the man was in we knew the man was innocent but we still had our doubts just a little bit. We had. Like, it's hard because at that point, it's... So Tom Riddle in the last chapter said, trust me if you will. Like, it's your choice to trust me. And both you, myself, and Harry all chose to trust Tom Riddle, not mm. knowing who he was. And that's why our parents always told us, Ooh. don't trust strangers. Yeah, don't Safe trust words. strangers. <laughs> don't ever trust the strangers but i think that will do it for now and we'll get to the real answers of the chamber of secrets in chapter 16 next time but for now this was just another chapter with jacob and joe and we'll see you next time Peace. who are you Peace. i'm harry harry potter